the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fawn of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Pacific Union Realty. Can I still say that? Yes. For now. Okay. <laughs> Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate giving away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Check them out. Uh, let's see. Today's trivia theme is random trivia. Now, Patty, let's go right to you, because there's a lot of stuff going on in real estate. Yeah, it, it, there really is. I mean, uh, it, you know, the fall kind of, I mean, fall is sort of our second selling season, but not in a dramatic way like the spring. And spring, again, this past year was really amazing. Prices went up multiple offers. And at the same time, for a couple of years, I've been seeing a shift. And now the public is seeing it. And they see Mm -hmm. it in the realm of, I mean, there's the industry, there's what's really going on, there's the buyers and what they see, and then there's the public. And when the public sees it, it's like almost like obvious. Too late. Yeah, because what the public is seeing is a lot more for sale signs, um, price reductions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff even, uh, I think it was in the paper, about rents going down, too. Yeah, that's interesting. I see it. But it's still high. I mean, going down is good. Prices are going down, at least for the buyers. I think it's... Days on market, though, are still... How are they? Um, Days on market is going up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, the... Local newspaper, the IJ, publishes every Wednesday what's going on for the prior week, and I am the person that literally feeds them that data. Oh, okay. So I look at it, and, I, and I'm seeing year over year, sometimes it's a little bit less, sometimes more days. Definitely more days on market. What might have been like 30 is now 45. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing, too, is that I'm reading something here. Is, um, prices are uh, predicted to go up 3 per- one percent in two thousand and nine. That's actually 19. healthy. Okay, and then down a three point three percent in two thousand and twenty. Healthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So even even, but this is compared to twenty seven point five percent in two thousand and thirteen. So that that was the beginning of it. Wow. And mm-hmm. we've been riding this wave ever since. So I think like three years ago, fifteen is when. Things started going, oh, it's not going up as much as it had, which is, again, back to healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. My my daughter literally today just sent me an email, there a text with um, a an article that talked about FICO and how they may be chart changing. I saw that. You saw yeah. that? Yeah. And so, be, I don't know if that's necessarily going to make it easier to buy 
a house or buy a house? Or let's put it this way: is it going to be easier to get an easier, uh, higher FICO score? Oh, because it has something to do with the way that you manage your money. Hmm. But potentially, couldn't that also bring it down? Let's say you had a high FICO score, but if they look at that analytic and it's different than what they're expecting, it could bring your score down. Right. And mm-hmm. then, then you have to look at this. So if if rates do go up to 5.2% next year as predicted, mm-hmm. and it's harder to get a loan, so that means if, my, if that makes the bridge for me paying a higher interest rate, a little premium, because my rate is not that good, and it might have been the same, there goes affordability again. Right. Because yeah. rates are supposed to go up to 5.2, which would affect affordability. Okay. And right now, 25% of affordability, which is actually, it was 10% last year. And that's mm-hmm. a really wow. big barometer. Right. Um, but, I mean, so if rates go up and, yeah, it's tricky. And and would that mean that they're even going to pay a, even a higher rate if that FICO changes? And I, yeah. I don't really know much about that. I mean, it almost sounded just, I, I didn't get a chance to read the entire article, but it seemed like the first part of it seemed to state that FICO scores would be increasing yeah. because of hmm. the fact that they would look at you know how you manage your money. Okay. Um, Are they taking out, um, or maybe they've done this already, like uh, bankruptcies from major health expenses? You know, I, I, unfortunately, I, I couldn't read the entire article. I can't remember why it had something to do with the way Same. that they split Too the Too many words, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Too many words, not enough time. That's it. <laughs> it's anything over 25 words. I go, nope, too long. <laughs> <laughs> that's even less than a tweet, isn't it? Oh, no, that's characters. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's right. Um, so, but, you know, all of this just ultimately means that, uh, you know, f- affordability goes down, the, the percentage of people. Then the market's going to have to reflect that, that in some price, you know, prices coming down exactly. a little bit. So, exactly. you know, the market always sort of finds its equilibrium. Yeah. And maybe it's a good thing now that uh, things have slowed down and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's too bad that that rates have gone up because that does eliminate some of the buyers, but then ultimately that'll be reflected in the pricing too. Exactly, so it's tricky. So, yeah, I guess it's, someone it's should do a time. matrix. Noam, I'll put you on that. Do a matrix and, <laughs> and figure out you know if, if a, interest rates go up one quarter percent, what can you afford less? Uh, you know, but it depends on the dollar amount that you're borrowing. Right, I'm right? sure there's. A, Tons of those online that you exactly. can do They're probably a search is, and find sure. lots of Oh, man, that. I wanted you to do it. <laughs> You're a smart guy. Okay, uh, first trivia question is, what year did Hawaii become a U.S. state? That's our trivia oh. question. Oh, Call yeah, 888-912-1190. And if you remember, they're actually state number 50 because... Alaska was number 49. Mm-hmm. I always remember that. All right. Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. And by the way, Christmas is just right around the corner a couple uh, of months from now. That'd be a nice gift to give to somebody. Hey, here's a $100 certificate. Okay. Uh, so again, here's our trivia question. Is what year did Hawaii become a U.S. state? Don't touch that dial. The best in investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Fon and Patty Cohen. In fact, uh, when I do the sports show, uh, Bruce uh, McGowan, my co-host, tells me, you're not supposed to say, you know, 
don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We didn't go anywhere. The audience, you also didn't go anywhere. I know you went to go make a sandwich, and now you're back after the commercial break. Okay. Uh, trivia question number one was, what year did Hawaii become a U.S. state? 1958? I was going to say 52, but I just don't 1959. remember. 1959. 59. Oh, awesome. You're close. Yeah. You're all in the 50s. Yeah. In the 50s. Uh, okay, let's continue on with what's uh, going on in real estate. Well, we Nam and I were just talking about what's going to happen if 28% this statistic is 20% of Cali, Cali, 28% of California would be home buyers plan on leaving the county that they're in and leaving in the, the next state. year. And I think it's also leaving the state. I was just reading it and yeah. I think Cause I think if, because if all you're doing is moving around within the counties yeah. of California, you, there's no Yeah. Going to Modesto or Ukiah. Yeah, 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 there's no net uh, loss. But I mean, there's a lot of, I think, bar and buyers who move from like the major metro area of San Francisco itself or maybe parts of the East Bay to the like East Contra Turlock Costa. Or or, yeah. Well, that's, that's still within county. Or yeah. Solano County from Marin or San Francisco to Solano. Um, but 28% leaving, leaving the state. Leaving their county that they that they yeah currently I would live be surprised in. if it's twenty eight percent leaving the state yeah that that would be uh, high yeah it may not be because uh, uh, that yeah. seems a little high but still that's a big number and in the yeah. Bay Area mm-hmm. and Southern California that number ticks up to thirty five percent wow okay so and I was just reading that and it has to do with politics. I mean, no, it, no. It's just strictly it's, the it's affordability. Affordability. Okay. affordability. And two-thirds of Bay Area out migrants earn less than six figures. So they're okay. forced out. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, because that's the question is, you know, this 28% number, is it 28% of... Like like how how is it you know most of the people are are multimillionaires or most of them are way under they're going to yeah. be way under way yeah. under so the scary yeah. thing though is that you're talking about probably teachers yeah. or service people oh, yeah. who who are leaving and uh, that creates a, a hole yeah in the yeah, marketplace Texas is a, is still pretty cheap you know for the most part yeah that's true yeah, yeah. and we need to hold on Houston. to our teachers we need to hold on to our to our firemen and nurses yeah. and yeah. well nurses they're doing great yeah yeah, yeah. nurses yeah, <laughs> yeah. well That's the crazy. firemen too I yeah, mean, that, they, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah they make they make bank yeah yeah. So if those people are living, leaving, you were mentioning something about some of those entry-level homes that uh, current homeowners who own them yeah. but want to sell them, there might be a shortage of buyers in that in that space. And then, therefore, those those sellers can't necessarily move up. Exactly. got to be able to sell first. Exactly. So if two-thirds of them are making less than six figures, they would have been the feeder market mm-hmm. to start the wheels turning and the move up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm finding more and more in um, under a million price ranges, um, oh. investors, mm-hmm. out of state people buying, like say it's a condo, out of state people buying a second home. Right. You know, like all that. Because really, honestly, well, well, most like, of the condos are going to be under a million, most. Yeah, most. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, that's because nothing else is under a million. So typically, yeah. under a million should be something. But it's almost like they've al- already been priced out. If, you know, if you think yeah. about what it takes to. And the income and everything to buy like a seven hundred thousand yeah. dollar house, like that's kind of normal in Nevada right now. But yeah, in right. Southern but it, Marin and Met Central Marin, oh no, million, never, two million, three, you can't sure. can't do it. And right. so you have to have a big down payment, and you know, making those uh, ability to repay, especially if interest rates do go up. I mean, they better be really careful with those interest rates. Yeah, right. 
So what happens in this? I mean, you, we're in between. We're sort of in a transitional, continuing yeah. to be in a transitional market. So if I'm a buyer or and Edward's a seller and we both approach you and say, what should we do in this market? Hmm. I mean, what, what do you, what, how do you counsel a buyer to say, you know, this is, this is, you know, this yeah. is your opportunity? Or to the seller. This well, is I mean, I think I think it's a really good time to sell. I mm-hmm. really do because people are kind of always waited out. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's going to go up, you know, three point one percent. Is that worth waiting for? Two thousand and nineteen, and go yeah. down three point three. Right. It's, yeah. you, you wait two years. Be uh, okay. Exactly so if they sell, are. they they have to find some place to buy. Right. Well, a lot of um, the Bay Area, particularly bedroom communities like, um, you know, Walnut Creek and Marin County, yep. San Mateo, they're people that have been rattling around their, that house for 40, 50 years. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and it's the old, where do you go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's no reciprocation with, that was taken away. A nursing away. home. A nursing home. <laughs> and so I, my daughter's already picked mine out. She picked out my wheelchair, too, that rascal. <laughs> she did. <laughs> no. Wheels, Dad, made of, wheels made of wood. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. It's horrible. <laughs> come on, Dad, you live long enough. No, yeah, exactly. no, she loves me. Time to get that inheritance. Move yeah. on. <laughs> it reminds me of the story that was kind of teasing when we had uh, someone on who was telling us about solar. And I said, well, you know, I've got solar on the house. And the thing is, the panels go really close to the edge where the gutter is and on the second story. And then we're on a little bit of a hill. So, I mean, it's a far drop if from there down to the ground, right? Well, someone's got to clean those panels. So what better way than have my daughter she was only seven years old you know, she's wow. nice. and i said well <laughs> listen sweetie rem- daddy will hold your ankles oh you know this God. is what you need to do and remember daddy loves you he won't <laughs> drop you my wife wasn't too happy about no that. Yeah, not at all daughter is listening right now and said yeah. you know i'm gonna have you sitting in the wheelchair cleaning those things <laughs> yeah, on the roof exactly <laughs> the brakes work just the fine daddy <laughs> yeah that explains why she's got the place picked out the casket picked out everything yeah. picked out she's yeah. been yeah. waiting but you know, speaking of solar interesting yeah. like talk about the best of investment right my other half um said to me i my friend has these solar panels that are like 75 percent off and i was like uh, so we oh, weren't yeah. gonna get solar yeah. so i was like well and he started getting excited about it what's possible yeah. so i had two people come and look at solar i got a bid for forty six thousand dollars and for thirty five thousand dollars and he just started getting into this like what would it take for the labor to do it to get these panels mm-hmm. why are they yeah, panels yeah. are they good panels he's got it down to six thousand dollars really and Let's just be clear. It probably might be, I think, like eight to ten thousand, and then you get a tax credit of thirty-five percent. That's pretty good. And it within one year you get the pay payback of this is what is happening for us. Within a year we'll get probably paid back what what the cost is. Maybe two years. Maybe two years. I was gonna say that if you get two years worth payback uh, from the lowering your PG and E bills, yeah, that's really good. Plus you can um, can't you. Well, in your case, are you locking in the rate with PG&E? Well, uh, it ba- kind of banks it. So in the winter, in the summer, we're getting. No, I don't mean no. that. I mean the uh, how much you pay per kilowatt. I don't know. Okay, we haven't even gotten that. I wasn't even thinking of gotcha. looking. But this is how far he's yeah, passionate 75%. about it. Seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent. Then. Um, it does. It does increase your home value. It really does. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, sure. I mean, if you're able to sell a house that has, you know, close to break even. Or, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, your PG&E bills are, are really low. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to help quite a bit. So, yeah. Do you generally know what, what effect 
percentage-wise it could have on, on a home value? So, you know what they say, the, the, the solar people that I've been meeting with? Like two and a half times. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Hmm. It just doesn't. Right. I mean, like if a, if a panel, if the system costs thirty five thousand, thirty five thousand, it's close to hundred or it's eighty or something. No, but I mean, I think it kind of a little bit depends on the um, the more expensive houses, sure. probably. Yeah, it all yeah. depends on how much you can get those PG and E bills down. Yeah, but I mean, like, so another eighty thousand in a three million dollar house, if it might make that little edge on why you'd buy that one or another one right, versus right. another. But yep. in a, yep. like in a $500,000 house, it's like, okay, well, I'm not paying for your solar. Yeah. You know, you know I know we're gonna, going to get into Zillow later, but does Zillow reflect um, if a house has solar on it no. in the price? Probably Zillow is a computer, yeah. and Zillow doesn't yeah. know anything. Okay. I, won't, I won't be that rude. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, because we do have a question about... <laughs> we'll get to, the, we'll get uh, to Zillow. We, have a, we do have a Zillow question. So, audience, stay with us, because you're going to want to hear about the Zillow question. Again, uh, it's, it, it talks about... Other sites too. This, yeah. this trivia, this this trivia, this uh, email question. So it's not just Zillow. We're not picking on Zillow. No. Okay. So here's our second trivia question. The image of Uncle Sam was first used in what war? So when did we first see Uncle Sam? Oh, yeah. which, hmm. which war? And if you say the Battle of Hastings, ten sixty six, you're you'd be wrong. Yeah, he right. wasn't around back then. Uh-huh. Right? Call eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You'll win that tanning certificate. Again, the image of Uncle Sam was first used in which war? All right. Don't touch that dial. You're going to want to listen to the best of investing when we come right back. We're going to talk about some very interesting things about Zillow and other computer sites. You're listening to the best of investing with your host Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Fawn of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohn of Pacific Union International or Pacific Union Realty. Uh, Pick your choice. Okay. Uh, The image of Uncle Sam was first used in what war? One? I was going to say World War II. Yeah, I thought it was World War I. It was the... War of 1812. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? It was wow. all the way back there. It says Sam Wilson, a meat packer who supplied rations for uh, the American soldiers. Wow. What Uncle year was Sam. that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Who's buried in Grant's tomb? Grant and Mrs. Grant. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So we received an email uh, for Patty, and it says, well, it, it's kind of a generic email, but you'd be the yeah. person to answer. How trustworthy are sites like Zillow? Mm. Well... You know, there's a lot of how trustworthy is the data, how trustworthy is their mission. That's another thing. But the data is sometimes right on. However, in the Bay Area, that's not a tracked neighborhood in Iowa. It's not correct. I mean, well, it can be correct. Well, yeah, if you do a lot of remodeling, how, how does Zillow know about it? Well, you know, uh, adding on a room or where, you know, that sort right. of thing. Yeah, I mean, and a homeowner can go in and do all that. But, okay, but a lot of them don't know it. Yeah. So again, you're not really not really sure. Yeah. And and the thing is, they're not consistently high and they're not consistently low. So you don't even know how to factor in their mm. their right. You know, and it's ultimately it's just a computer. Okay, I get the analytics are really good, but yeah. it, it, it's not healthy. I mean, because what happens is 
I love it when I take a listing and Zillow says blah, 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 and it's a lot higher. Generally, Zillow's going to be higher than reality, mm-hmm. and that's, that sets up false expectations for the homeowner. But yeah. I really like that because buyers are looking at it, and now my listing looks great. But I've had the opposite, too, where it was really low, and people are like, yeah. You got to do an explanation for that. But what about, you said about the mission. Well, let me just finish one thing on Zillow. Go ahead. If you live in a luxury neighborhood and you're, you know, it's an $8 million house, it could easily show up on Zillow as $4 million. Yeah. That's where it gets goofy. You can't even start. Like, it's very hard to, anyway. But yeah. the mission of Zillow really is several things. One is, how does Zillow make their money? They charge realtors for leads. Mm-hmm. So, these are leads on our products. Our products are listings. Sure. And we're paying for leads on our product. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's quite brilliant. So, mm-hmm. if I'm a potential buyer and I am looking in a neighborhood, I see something, then I look to the right-hand side and I'll see a bunch of re- a bunch of realtors, mm-hmm. right? but I'll also see, like, the listing agent, right? Yeah, well, sometimes and sometimes not. Because then the company has to pay a little extra to get in that preferred spot. So, that's more reason, way to make money. Like, this is not a bad thing. This is America. This is how it's working. Yeah. But that's but it's very confusing because I advertised with them for a little bit of time, a lot, for a couple of years. And people would call on some random listing that I really didn't know anything about. But I would look up, of course. But they were a little disappointed because they wanted the listing agent. So there's expe- expectation you're getting the listing agent. But I'm paying for that lead. And uh, it's going to several people. And it's right. just the whole lead generation uh, well, thing. And they're getting, aren't they getting into the business, actually, of real estate? They are. Aren't they're. They? They're going out and doing uh, Zillow offers, uh-huh. which is purchasing a, a yeah. home. But I don't know enough about it in, in terms of whether or not they're engaging a local realtor to to be the involved in the transaction okay. because they're not a brokerage in the sense that they have real estate agents working for them. I mean, I've liked um, Zillow from the standpoint of research when you know I'm trying to look at a deal. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, you know, I mean, just I, a, it seems to me it's a little easier to look at it than some of the other. Oh yeah, sites. you can it's, get what they paid, right. when they paid, yeah, it, how tax they, records, co- stuff, yeah. correct square footage, at least correct from the tax records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's really good site. So they've they, it's they're they're really good at getting people there. Yeah, right. and then yeah. and then charging the realtors for their own leads, but. We we have to do better. That gets us to Compass. That is Compass's mission. Okay, tell us about Compass because okay. we haven't mentioned that on the air. We were talking right. yeah. Pacific Union yeah. International yeah. Realty. So Compass's mission is to be in the top 20% in the top 20 markets by t- 2020. And Compass bought out? Compass bought... Um, Pacific Union, okay. which had 18% in the Bay Area, and Compass already was there with about 2%, like mm-hmm. whatever, little bits. Um, and they're doing it in major, major markets. Now, why that mission? What's the, the Actually, the, the millennial guy that started Compass and has huge funding. Just look it up. I mm-hmm. mean, it's yeah, billions. Billions. Yeah. A lot of funding. His mom was a realtor, and he kind of looked at all this and what was happening, and so... The idea is to sort of nudge out Zillow from sure. us paying for to, to get back our own leads. So if we have 20% in that marketplace and we have better technology, then we're going to be the go-to for consumers. Sure. Wow. And then we'll get bigger then we'll get bigger market share because we're the go-to, we own the market, blah blah blah. Did hmm. they did they buy out Keller Williams? No. Okay, so no. cuz I know uh, I I was uh, on an email list for a broker for Keller, Keller Williams, and he really liked Keller Williams. He kept touting it. And then suddenly I start getting an email, 
and it says compass. Uh, right. So he must so he changed then? You can. I mean, as an agent, you can join any real estate company you want. Or course, if, you're, if you own a franchise under a brand and your franchise uh, comes right. up for renewal, you can rebrand uh, as Maybe another company. It. So okay, but okay. It, it's not that Compass bought out Keller Williams. No. So this guy no. basically changed brokers, yeah. brokerage. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, very interesting, so, isn't it? Huh. But yeah, I mean that that concept. At first, the concept really. I didn't get it, but I'm mm-hmm. really getting the concept. So that's why okay. I'm happy about Compass. Oh, okay. Because um, it, that's it will probably change, and people also go to Redfin. Yeah, but right. but they don't use Redfin agents. It's a whole the Redfin's a whole different story. Yeah, so. I didn't really care for that, and, and Trulia drives me a little bit crazy too. Both of those do. Trulia yeah. is owned by Zillow. Owned by Zillow. They yeah, bought it about five years ago. Some reason I don't know. Yeah. Okay, but, I don't know why they still have it that way. But yeah. watch Compass. Watch what Compass does next. That's our advertising thing for the last few months. Watch what we do next. Okay, right. so suddenly you'll people will go on to Compass like they go on to Zillow. Yeah, interesting. It wouldn't be suddenly; it'll be it's going to be shit, boom, shit, yeah. shit, shit Good until we luck. own the market. Gotcha! Wow. <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe you have to buy Zillow out, or they'll buy you out, or well, you know, the the <laughs> there's so much change going on, and so many acquisitions, so much money being poured into real estate, but um, none of what we touched on goes against uh, the fact that at the end of the day. The realtors are still very much uh, integral Needed. part of yeah. the transaction. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just for the well, yes. I mean, because I re- I got in the business in 1989 when you there wasn't even there was still real estate books. It wasn't even online. Right. Yeah. But then it just changed, and you'd have to go into your off- office and log in and all that. So you know, as soon as the inf- data got out there, it'd be like, oh, they're not going to need. And this is I don't know early 90s. They're not mm-hmm. going to need realtors anymore. Well, they do. Yeah. And as soon as all the background data like what you can find on Zillow is out there won't need realtors anymore need realtors more than ever but I think part of back to the Zillow mission I think the long term vision is you have salespeople Mm -hmm. that go show the house and right. they could be licensed. And you've got people that write up the deal. And you've got people that do the paperwork. Yeah. And you've got people. But you sure. still need people in the deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. w- will we still be getting 5 and 6%? I don't know. Right. But but also, the, you know, just from a legal standpoint, you know, there's, we're, we're also so happy people that that's another really important reason to have a realtor involved. And then as we've said before, anybody doing a FISBO, as they say, for sale by owner is going to find that. A, an astute buyer is going to say, oh, well, you're not paying the commission. I'm going to lower the price uh-huh. anyway. So sure. you, you might as well <laughs> pay the commission. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got a trained professional. And, and the buyers, yeah. that that buyer's agent might have an agent. So as a FISBO, you've got a trained possess- professional yeah. that you're paying to negotiate against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. Very good point. Okay, we're going to cut to another commercial break. When we come back, we're going to ask Nam about uh, why rates on deeds of trust are coming down in California. Well, I, I thought interest rates were going up in the market. I yeah. don't understand this, com- this commercial. It's I don't crazy times. This, this, this email. Okay, so here is our uh, third trivia question. Okay, you, you got to be a history buff for this one. Which Cuban president was overthrown by Fidel Castro in 1959. Oh, oh. So there was, I don't remember. Because right? he did like a coup or something like that, right? A Cuban. <laughs> no. oh, okay. Very good. So which, which Cuban president, I just came up with that. That's pretty good, Edward. Uh, which Cuban president was overthrown by Fidel Castro? And uh, I'll give you a hint. He's got a Cuban name. 
Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. <laughs> not Mark Smith. Not real. Not Smith. Yeah, it was not, not Joe Smith. Smith. <laughs> All right. Uh, that happened in 1959. Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate, which, again, is uh, transferable. So that's a good thing to do. All right. Uh, don't touch that down. When we come back, we're going to talk to Nam Pham about what's going on in uh, mortgage interest rate, or not mortgage, but deeds of trust interest rates. Right. Don't touch that down. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Patty Cohen. Third trivia question, which Cuban president was overthrown by Fidel Castro in 1959? Fulgencia Batista. Oh, You've Batista. heard Batista. You've heard yeah. Fulgencia Batista. That's my answer. Uh, excellent. <laughs> you didn't Pretty me, good. I didn't get a chance to say anything. Oh, I'm Just sorry. I catch you off too fast. <laughs> we'll give you credit for that one. Okay, so Nam, uh, an email comes in and says, why are rates on deeds of trust coming down in California? You know, they've been going down for a while. Um, you know, for deeds of trust. And well, I suppose too, though. Let me qualify it a little bit. Depends on the type of uh, of transaction, hmm. type of data trust, but okay. generally, uh, you're seeing, you've seen, or we've seen some yield compression, okay. in ter- for and that's a good thing for borrowers on private money um, because they've been able to get rates somewhere in the nines and now even eights mm-hmm. uh, today or in the last year or so, compared to four or five years ago when it would easily have been somewhere in the high nines, tens, elevens. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because there's so many good opportunities for investors to earn, you know, strong yields in California just because, you know, California's real estate market is so vibrant. So a lot well, of capital. There's just, there's just, yeah, there just seems a lot of capital chasing yeah, all these so deals. A lot of supply of capital, yeah, capital coming yeah. into the marketplace, right. going after good, solid real estate transactions. Competition. Competition driving down rates. Wow. Um, so we've seen that um, for a while now, and we've seen um, you know borrowers demanding you know better rates from us. And some of those we've just chosen not to do. Some of the fix and flip in, uh, in particular. Yeah. So, trustee opportunities in the fix and flip space have probably seen the most yield compression. Where we don't see it as much is on the owner-occupied consumer private money loans um, that we specialize in. And what's the reason? Is it speed? Just, just competition, competition for that type of um, loan product. Among private lenders is lower, just because it's it's there's more rigor that uh, you have to go through as a private lender yeah. to be able to make those kinds of loans from a compliance standpoint, from a legal standpoint, just from a knowledge base. Uh, most private lenders don't want to touch that; they don't have the resources. Uh, we do, so we can command higher rates. Gotcha. Mm. Okay, that's so. a good reason. Um, so tell us a little bit. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about Pacific Private Money. Um, what, you know what you guys do, but uh, tease the audience now with a little deal of the week, and then we'll backfill it with the information of what you do. Yeah. So it, this deal of the week, uh, we recently closed. I think it was last week. Borrower came to us. Their home was on the market. It was actually in contract, and they wanted to the opportunistic. Deal. They, it's not a property they lived in. It was a uh, investment property. It's like a four-unit uh, apartment that they were selling, and they found an opportunity to purchase a business. A, well, they go to a bank and say, "Can I get a loan 
on this property that's listed, I own it free and clear. I need three hundred and fifty thousand dollars because I want to buy this property. And the bank says, "No, hmm. we're not going to make you the short term loan. You're, it's on it's on the market, and in fact, you're in contract. Uh, you're going to have to wait till it sells and you get the proceeds. And and by that time, he doesn't need it because yeah. it's going to be he's all cash at that point. He'll be yeah. cash rich. Yeah. But a bank's not going to make that loan. Uh, we will." Yeah, bank won't make it probably because they don't charge enough in points with right. the rain damage to, to do it, right? right. To do that. Yeah. So right. so he comes to us um, because, you know, he, he wants to jump on this opportunity and he wants, you know, it was 50% of the value of the property. That he was so looking 50% loan to value. Yeah, 50% loan to value. And uh, so for one, bank's not going to make that kind of loan. That's where we can. Um, and especially through our fund, I think it was one we we're going to put in the Pacific Private Money Fund. It would be short term, probably yeah. get paid off in three or four months. Well, what did you, what did you charge? I believe we charged somewhere in the nines, you know, high nines in that. But, but, but that points. wasn't the issue. It's the points, points. though. Right. right. Two, two, three points. Yeah. 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 And so in theory, if they pay you back soon, your rate of returns, you know, 40% annualized yeah. yield or whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But here's the other part, too. He was in contract. And um, the purchasers of his property, their bank was going to decline or pull out and not make the loan because there was some uh, termite work that needed to be oh, done. Okay. So he said, "Why don't you, you know? We'll just lower the price, or I'll put money aside for that. So after it closes, we'll give you the money so you can complete the uh, complete the work on your own." Yeah. But no, the bank said, "No, we, we want this done before we fund." Oh, I hate that. And so huh. we were able to provide extra because there's plenty of equity in the property, so he oh. could do the termite work before close. So we saved the deal on multiple well, yeah. levels, and that for us is a just a no-brainer, common-sense deal. Yeah, understand that numbers wouldn't work for a conventional lender, but that's where. Yeah, and the thing is, if you got money in the fund that's sitting around doing nothing, right? <laughs> you know, waiting for a loan, nine percent is good, and even though it's short term, the thing is because you get points, we get points. The, the annualized rate of return is quite, yeah. If we quite get paid bit. off in three or four months. We'll have another loan scenario to fund with the, with that capital. So uh, we, we're we're telling the story, be not because we want to just say what a great company you are, but yeah. um, we're private lenders. Oppor- but I mean, there's an opportunity for listeners. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So where that borrower is paying, you know, nine somewhere in the nines, our our investors who are invested in our fund are earning, you know, seven and a half to eight uh, percent because we we you know get our ca- our capital source are accredited investors. In the Bay Area, um, well, actually nationwide, but concentration of them are here, local, um, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, people who have accumulated some money that they're tired of earning one percent on, so they can invest in our fund. You have to be accredited, million dollar net worth, uh, outside of your primary residence, or you can qualify on income, which is two hundred thousand a year as an individual. Uh, you have to show that for the last two years, or three hundred thousand as a couple. Again, you have to show it for the last uh, two years, but. Um, aside from that, you can invest in our fund, uh, minimum fifty thousand, and earn somewhere in the seven and a half percent range. Uh, how long is the money tied up? It's tied up. Well, we ask that you stay in, it f- in our fund for a minimum of a year. Actually, it used to be longer, but we lowered it. At, but that floor, that twelve month floor, is a SEC requirement. Okay. Um, so we ask that you stay in for a year. And after a year, people don't want to leave. It's no. like, why? Why yeah. would I? No. I mean, how many I, people I, want to invest for less than a year? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll tell people who, who. Well, it's kind of a test. You know, I'll test you out for ninety days. But oh, I've invested. Yeah. It's so worth it. You do nothing. Yeah. 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 And our average investor um, reinvests. Our typical investor yeah. reinvests and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. invests much more than the minimum. So. Uh, fees? Fees, no fees going in or out. 
Okay. So meaning that if you invest, we don't charge you a fee, you know, to to take in your funds. And if you're beyond a year, if you hold the uh, your investment for longer than a year, there's no fee going out. If you take it out before a year, there's a redemption fee of three percent. Okay. Um, but uh, again, we've had uh, maybe one person who's redeemed within a year, if even that. But uh, if somebody says I need it after six months, you know, or before they're investing, they say, you know, I might need it in six months. We'll, we'll just say, you know what, you, sh- you shouldn't invest. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. Just yeah. That's fair enough. Else. Uh, so, is it need like 30 day notice or anything like that? Typically, we ask for um, two to six weeks, mm-hmm. but uh, I think the average has been about two weeks to redeem. Or if somebody, this is a nice thing about Mark, our uh, fund manager, is if somebody comes to him October 10th, says, I'd like to make a redemption request. I've been in for three years and I want to take out 50000 He'll say, you know what, um, if you wait until November 1st, then you'll earn all of October's interest because we don't do partial months calculation, yeah. mm-hmm. which is nice. I mean, we don't have to do that. If somebody yeah. says immediate, you know, on October 10th um, that they want to redeem, we have the right to just redeem them. Yeah. But, you know, out of courtesy, hey, stay in for the full month and you'll get the, you'll earn that. But it's their choice. You know, at least they have the option of, of, or of not losing that first 10 days worth of, of interest. Right. Yeah. On that. So if you're interested in investing, um, give us a call at 415-883-2150, or you can find out more about, um, the fund at uh, PacificPrivateMoney.com. That's PacificPrivateMoney.com. We hold fund information sessions um, periodically. We probably won't have another one until uh, beginning of the year. But uh, do stay tuned, though, because uh, we will be announcing you know, the next fund event. But they could always sure. call you and sit Absolutely. down with you one-on-one. Yeah, we always do. You know what? We prefer one-on-one. Just because we want to answer each person's questions, and yeah, they're like always how risky to, is it? Right. You know, how can I, you know, how can I lose money? Yeah, and they want yeah. they oftentimes they want to visit visit with us, whether yeah. we visit them or they come to our office. Happy to do both. So, so you don't run this out of a station wagon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have a real office. We're moving. We're moving. Yeah, we're, we're on moving. the move. We're, we're on, on the move. move. Yeah. Literally, no <laughs> station wagon. Kids are in the backseat. Dog too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, your your office used to be a bank building. Yes. Yeah. 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 It used to be uh, Sonoma Bank, I think, yeah. in Nevada's. Uh, this cracks me up. Nevada's financial, financial district. district. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's like one big block. Right? Okay. All right. Don't touch that dial. When the best investing comes back, we're going to have some closing comments. You're listening to the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and, and Patty Cohen up. I'm fond of Pacific Private Money, Patty Cohen of Pacific Union Realty. Uh, we already asked our trivia question, so Nam, you have a question. Yeah, so that. earlier, one of the earlier segments, um, I was asking, in this market, if Edward was a seller, what, what would you say to him? Um, as to, a seller? Uh, and we uh, answered that. Uh, but as a buyer, if I were the buyer right. um, in this market, this transitional market, what would you say to me? Well, I would ask a lot of questions like, mm-hmm. what's your goal? I mean, right. is, are you fix and flip? Don't do it. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of times with fix and flip, you're, you're just planning on riding the market anyway. Right. But mm-hmm. so it's not a market you want to ride like that. But are you, uh, you have a couple of kids and you want to get into that school district and that's that house that you've been looking for for 20 years, that perfect house, walking distance to school on Shady Lane and Ross, and you're going to be there for next 30 years, you buy that house. You know, I mean, so again, like, Anytime you're thinking about refinancing or doing anything, like how long do you plan to be in the house? Mm-hmm. Um, what are your goals? Um, 
how unique is this property? Um, right now, I would say buy because right. well, uh, well, that's a good point. It's winter. Well, it's like the house we live in now. It's yeah. like we bought it at the top of the market in yeah. 2006. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't right. know it was the top of the market at the time. Yeah, but. We felt like it was a special house that we would live in for quite a while. And it's like, even though I didn't get exactly the price I wanted, you know, I looked at it and said, you know what, though? I like the house. It's got good bones. It's okay. I paid a little. I overpaid a little bit. Yeah, it's because I was on the other side. That's true. That (laughs) was. Really? She convinced me. I was. funny. It was my list. (laughs) That's great. So, uh, So if I'm a buyer and I see that the prices are starting to flatten and I go, you know what? I'm going to underbid by 15%. <laughs> then what do you say? Like, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're seeing we're seeing some of that right now. Yeah. I mean, and we're seeing like this is when the market changes. Like a friend of mine, I was just talking to. She's representing a buyer, and um, the seller went out of town for ten days and wouldn't even respond to the offer. And when they came back after ten days, she said, "We really need to get." going and give them the mm-hmm. offer like they might not wait another couple of days the seller just backed out and said i feel thre- i feel like i was threatened so sellers like are st- threatened. threatened well she's like it is a threat like they're not going to wait another 10 days they're, they need an answer oh. so so that is a seller doing it but pretty yeah. soon like i remember the days where buyers would make an offer and you know like three days later they'll be like yeah i guess i'll throw another number at them you know, so, yeah. so, but sellers, you know, we're at the top of the market, maybe or not, but sometimes sellers are just, and it's all about motivation. Right. But well, um, we, we had that uh, in our neighborhood where this couple was, they, they put their house on the market and apparently they got a full price cash offer uh, and they just said, no, I guess we just want to think about it. Gosh, you know, and, because I, it was too were, easy. That's yeah, what their something, mindset yeah. is. Yeah. If I wait, I'm going to get it in all cash plus. Or right. they, yeah, know. or just and the thing is, it was overpriced to begin with. And they're not experienced. Opinion. Maybe didn't have a strong enough realtor. You know, yeah. but it's the old. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to belong to a club that would have me as a member. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> they're they're taking it. I I must have offered too little. But that's like the whole point yeah. about a deal. Like a deal is a miracle because right. both sides are actually happy. Happy. Mm-hmm. Or so, both sides are unhappy. You know, yeah, right. Well, that's also good. Yeah. Because everybody's winning somehow <laughs> in some twisted way. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, winter's a good time to buy. Yeah. You know, and so what's the answer? I don't know. I mean, if we're in a flat market for the next few years, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right. But if you're going in there to speculate on California real estate and turn it over, stuff. no. Right. If you think you might get relocated in two years, probably don't do it. Right. But if you want to buy a nice rental property, keep it for a couple of decades, do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. Every 10 years, your property doubles in Marin County. Mm-hmm. That's 7%. That's good. 7.2%. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us both. Thank you for having us. (laughs) On the best of investing. Uh, We're going to go to our thoughts for the day. A positive attitude may not solve all of your problems, but it annoys enough people to make it worthwhile. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. That's right. Isn't that true? Would you change yourself, Noam? I'll no. look in the mirror. <laughs> no, it's that's look. like that's like when you point your fingers at somebody else, you've got three fingers pointing back at you. There so you, you have get, to be accountable. That's true. <laughs> and five percent of what happens to you, and ninety five percent of how you react to it. That's right. Is that true? I mean, like in life, just in general. It's Absolutely. True. And, and here we are getting philosophical on the best of investing. Right. And what Why? you think of me is none of my business. There you go. And Halloween is right around the corner. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. 
For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.